Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old. We're walking in the summer heat and in the winter cold. And the labour power we sell me boys for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy In Greece, in Spain or Ireland, in England or Fiji We all of us are workers, united we must stand until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land We faced deregistration, it backfired in the face We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims so keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Capitalist labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang A bright-eyed, a bushy-tailed the sun is out, it's springtime, I've got hay fever, I'm pissed off, and you have to put up with me on Sunday morning. But you also have to put up with, guess who, the buzz is back. I'm back, I've been away for a little while, and welcome, I want to wish all our audience all the best, I'm back, back in town, and I don't want to make the show all about me, but <laughs> it's, it's my 30-year reunion today, and I've got a couple of little stories to tell, but we'll stay tuned, and uh, it's horse racing season, as Gorilla would say. Yes, It'd uh, have to be better than trade week, because that trade two week went on for too long, didn't it? Oh, trade two week. Yeah. And I wouldn't be talking about racehorses because uh, there's been a full expose of the uh, racing industry on TV in the last week. Where, pe- where there's money involved, people find a way to cheat, don't they? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, there's uh, apologies. The, go- the Goanna is uh, out doing uh, whatever the Goanna's doing. The Gorilla is uh, preparing to go over to Adelaide for a conference. And uh, Campo has disappeared to foreign climes to uh, under, undertake a uh, health remediation program. You think you could have done it here, couldn't you? Oh, please. Well, come on. So this morning, in place, we have got a new starter, the well and only Jimmy Loose Lips. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, How Warren. are the lips this morning? Oh, mate, particularly they're, uh, loose. They're, they're, they're particularly loose. They're, uh, they're, they're quite wet and uh, they're, they're ready to go. Well, I have got a suggestion to start the program off uh, that the winner of the Sookie Lala for this week 
will actually be Campo. Oh, straight up. It's got because to be. he is going to be whinging so bad by the time he gets back. We might as well just name him now. I tell you what, I'll just be honest. I don't know why you blokes call him Campo. You, you should be calling him Whispers. He, he never shouts. He's got the shortest arms in the pub. I'll give you the hot tip. And uh, if, if you blokes actually think that he's flown over there, oh, mate, come on. He's stowed away on a boat. He's living next to the boiler for five weeks, and, he, and he's going to be coming back. Fit, trim, and terrific, but uh, paying for a flight, I don't believe it. I do not believe it. Uh, did he actually ever pay for anything? Well, it's funny well, you actually still say some that. some money owed? Oh, mate, you know what? I've, like, as we do say, the, uh, the, the, everyone says the hottest ticket on grand final day is the ticket at the G Warren. But uh, look, to be honest, it's the grand final breakfast that uh, the, the union puts on. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of people wanted it. I get a table every year, but the, I left it for the brother Campo, made sure that he was going to be there, and uh, no show, as has as been said. And you reckon he paid me back? I can't even get money to get me dog's medicine, you know. I'm, I'm still waiting on him, but uh, but that's all right. A cheerio to Campo, wherever you are. So, uh, yeah. Listening on the podcast, Campo, this is going to go for five weeks. <laughs> right, let's talk about some serious stuff, and there's nothing more serious than wages and conditions. You're in a union for a very simple reason. The combined power of a union gives you a capacity to negotiate well, be what, well beyond what you could do as an individual. And at the moment, the paperwork is out. As we reported last week, the paperwork's out. The companies have been asked to negotiate a new agreement. And first of all, they've got to fix up the 2% for those companies that only paid 3% on the 1st of March. They need to be fixed up, get them up to the 5% that a lot of companies uh, had paid and have continued to pay, and then we get into the serious negotiations of an agreement that's going to go three to four years. So, folks, you should have received, as an employer, a letter saying we wish to negotiate to the rep rights notice that that needs to be distributed to our members, and on jobs... You should have got your rep rights notice from your employer saying, we're about to start negotiations, please nominate who you want to represent you, obviously the union. But first of all, the boss has got to have answered the mail and actually started the process. So folks, if you're a delegate, you're a rank and file, it doesn't matter. Start asking, when is my process for my EBA going to start. When do we get down to business? And uh, how soon am I going to get my reps rights notice? And how soon, under the Fair Work Act, can we conclude the agreement? So, folks, there's lots to do, and you need to get onto it. And uh, I would have thought, at this stage, there's probably well over a 1,000 companies who need to have issued those rep rights notices in the last week. Very true, Warren. Everyone goes on about how we need to be law-abiding citizens and all the rest of it. I wish they'd tell some employers that because there's obligations under the Fair Work Act and all we're doing is carrying out the uh, requirements of the Fair Work Act and people need to uh, remember that as employers they have legal obligations as well. And I think that's a... 
That's some positive news around there's a, the industry. There's an employer ringing in. There, there we go. We've got a call already. See, they're all ringing in. They're all ringing in. Positive news in the industry. That's what we want. That's it. Positive news about the industry. Very true, Buzz. Um, so what's the next bit of positive news we've got about the industry? Well, mate, you... Do you want to hear me quick 30 <laughs> minutes, 30 years? No, no. Not particularly, It's not on the list yet? Not oh, on the list God. yet. All right, I'm no, not going to jump the gun. I used get, to do that. I used to talk, do that. We're going to talk about... It's not all about me, is it? Oh, that's what we keep saying, Buzz. I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> me, me, me. I, 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 I. Right? Right? <laughs> Let's talk about what... Also occurred this week, and that was the 49th anniversary of Very the collapse important. of Very the important. Westgate Bridge, and it was a disaster. Mm-hmm. 35 people lost their lives, and a 36th lost their oh, that bloke lost his life. Probably, uh, I think it was about a year later. So, 36 people have perished on the Westgate Bridge. There's been uh, any number of jobs done on the Westgate since, and thankfully we can all say no one has died in any of those renos and extensions and so on with the Westgate Bridge. And there is a job going on down there at the moment to incorporate the Westgate Freeway into the tunnel and the elevated road in... Footscray Road, and uh, let's hope we can get through that without a fatality. Though there has been a fatality in Footscray Road already, but not in relation to the Westgate itself. And we've got a big construction site at the bottom of the bridge too that hasn't gone too well either, the Hutchison PM Apartments job. Anyway, I won't go into that right now. They're trying to get themselves out of a big hole there, let me say, right? Nothing's getting me out of that, Buzz. Big hole. It's quite a load of Foxy out there. He's done a good job down there. There's about 500 workers down there on that yep. particular job. Right, so Westgate is the 49th anniversary. Next year is the 50th anniversary of the collapse. A lot of the blokes that worked on the bridge uh, are no longer with us, but there's going to be an effort to record that history in the form of a documentary. And uh, hopefully... Between all the material that is uh, has been collected over the years and what will be collected in the next 12 months, there will be something fitting to uh, commemorate those blokes who lost their lives on that job. And two, hopefully, a few lessons that can be drawn out of that experience which people seeing the doco and hearing the story maybe for the first time will actually get a positive out of it. And Tony Mabramatis was the guest speaker down there this week. Yes, and as usual, well done by the committee. Yep. There's only a few Danny people. G. Danny G. Danny G. Fantastic yep. man. Danny G. And uh, Tommy Watson. Tommy Watson, Pat Preston. Davey Secker. Yep. So all done a top job, and uh, let's hope that in the lead up to next year, we'll have the doco ready and it will make a serious uh, contribution to health and safety on an ongoing basis. Mm-hmm. Righto. Now, Buzzer. Yep. 30 years. 30, 30 years in the CFMEU. Oh, Jesus. I did notice that. So I've been complaining for a while when we get those sheets at DBMC that 30 years. I've got to mention my little mate here too, Jimmy Torpy. He got the 30 years up too. And it, how it worked out was his brother, the late, Wayne Torpy was an official for the BWIU, and a bit of a family thing here because my dad got Wayne a job at the on the Westgate Bridge when that mm. extension, and Wayne got me and Jim our first jobs on a job in Park Street, South Melbourne, for a company called Formwork Construction, Greek Formwork Company, 
who were also uh, operating as a builder down there. And um, I can remember that I just got me thinking about the industry a bit and what we've transitioned in time. And we struggled through this year a little bit with a few different issues, but we're still in a real positive position, really. When I think back 30 years and I think back to that job where they used to drop strip the whole floors. Uh, and I got told, uh, I was only a young bloke, and I got told by the Greek form worker there, if I brought up any items of occupational health and safety, uh, I'd be sacked. Anyway, one day later, in comes Martin Bingham and and uh, the DLI, the DLI, which was uh, at that particular time, what did I say? Ken Hardy, Ken Hardy. Anyway, after a number of safety issues on the job, they sat us in the sheds to get new safety sunglasses, right? And uh, I thought there could have been a few more other items there, but anyway, the history of that job a little bit was that they built a scaffold on a ramp there, in the form of the ramp. And Normie Rust had to come down and fix it all up. And Normie was the, one of the first people I met in the industry, talk about industry characters. And I look back now and I think how much, great the, how much improvement we've made in occupational health and safety and living standards, but I don't think we've got the same characters that we had in those days. You know, and uh, and certainly probably don't come across job issues like we did there. We're drop stripping the whole floor, scaffolds built on the ramp. Uh, they poured a ramp there the wrong way. And it ended up taking about 30 hours longer than what it should have taken. And to top it off on that job, uh, we got paid at Christmas in all coins. Right? No dollar, no, no money. As they ran out of money, right? So you can imagine the blokes nowadays, right? Would he go to the ashtray in the, so in the, the we, front we, of the FJ? It was about the day before Christmas. They come down there. And, and what they used to do in those days used to knock off people's gear. And they drive around the trucks for night time and spray paint it and change scaffold gear. And I remember... The late Podger, he was across the road there too, and he had quite a few jobs in Melbourne around the time, didn't he? Yep. And uh, that was the first uh, job I worked on. It was just after, it was just before the CFMU started, and the and the uh, BWIU and the BLF were, were still sort of fought who was going to form what position and all the rest of it. But I do look back with great memories, thinking how much we have improved, except for possibly characters of the industry. Yes, plenty of characters in the industry, Buzzer, and you have, at 30 years, been elevated to that status. You're up there, my friend, definitely. <laughs> and I'll me little mate Jimmy. He's in Bali at the moment. I hope you come back safely, right? He's been a good work and union man over 30 years, too. He might have been on the same boat with Campo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I reckon. <laughs> righto, moving right along. We might have a track and uh, John Lee Hooker. I got there, 
as the yet people They were really having a ball Yes, I know Forget you, Lord Papa talking. I heard Papa tell Mama, let that boy boogie boogie. It's in him, and it got to come out. And I felt so good when on boogie just the same. A little bit of chilled out, John Lee Hooker. Righto, well, there's been some uh, things happening around jobs, but one sh- deserves particular mention. That's the Hickory job out at uh, Glen Waverley, the Nexus job, where a bloke nearly lost his hand during the week. Very and, lucky. Uh, working for a uh, mob called BIAC, subbing to the uh, company doing the piling, the screw B-NAC, piling. actually, it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sorry? Pori. B-NAC. B-NAC. Anyway, the bloke uh, had his hand uh, caught in uh, between, uh, I'd say, the side of the trench uh, or the side of the excavation and the auger and nearly lost his hand. So there was no delegate or health and safety rep on the job. There is now. And uh, hopefully the bloke... uh, does recover use of his hand, but it just shows it doesn't take much. One minor matter, one minor second or two of inattention, and next minute you can be basically ruined for life in terms of being able to work, being able to enjoy your life. It can happen and be turned right around in a matter of seconds. So Hickory uh, needed to... Uh, take a bit of responsibility for their subbies, but the subbies also need to take responsibility in straight line, who were the uh, principal subby in this, gone out to BNAC, and uh, everyone's denying responsibility. Righto, other job news. We've got uh, a few things happening around the place. You've had some fun buzzer with uh, some people, including uh, Estate. Uh, estate. Yeah, estate uh, plastering uh, who were doing uh, that famous Attila job down oh, there. Yes. What do you call that? South Bank, mm-hmm. right? Um, which I think has had a degree of difficulties in other areas. Just right? quietly. Uh, so I don't know how their future looks. Uh, they've, they've hired a plastering company down there who hasn't paid, who owes quite a substantial bit of money to a few workers, and uh, he's gone into hiding now. We can't find him anywhere. Uh Right, and the, Julian, the, Julian out there, we'll, we'll come across him eventually, won't we? You can run, but you can't hide, Jules. <laughs> the other one, Adela May, they've been caught out. Oh. Uh, two jobs, Box Hill and uh, also in uh, Flemington, haven't paid blokes for months by the sounds of it. Nothing uh, new there, Warren. Yep. 
And these are all stonemasons, are they? Mm-hmm. And or tilers. T- tilers, tilers, yes, right. Yes. Tilers and uh, owed money. They're on <coughs> meat, meterage, and uh, haven't been paid. Asia <laughs> Pacific Interiors on a figurehead job <laughs> in Brighton haven't paid a couple of their workers for a long, long period of time. So figurehead, what, what's you? Do you reckon they'd be doing much compliance checks with any of their subbies? Mate, I don't reckon they'd be even compliant in any way. Uh, be it OHS, it be industrial, mate. Figurehead are just the, the bottom of the barrel, just just no good. Same old stuff that you, you you find out in the suburbs, Buzz. Well, it doesn't change, does it? No, it doesn't. Thirty years, some some things don't change. This industry is all about money <coughs> and avoiding paying it. Now, I've got the cough, too. It's spreading around here, isn't it? Don't uh-huh. give it to me, you two. Cross. Yeah, I know. But down and out, down and out, but we'll bounce back. Um, who else have we got? Well, I was going to mention a company that uh, deserves a special little mention, Asbestos Removalists. Now, Asbestos Removalist was a company that owed their employees quite a substantial amount of money. They tried to get out of paying, obviously, uh, it ended up being a matter of prosecution in the federal, <coughs> federal magistrate's court. Won that, company was in liquidation. Mm. Chase, chase the directors, declared themselves bankrupt. This week, after a number of years of chasing money for these uh, small group of workers, the judge in the uh, federal court has handed down a decision which basically says you can run but you can't hide because even though you're bankrupt, when you come out of bankruptcy, the personal penalty is still against you. So there's a $43,000 personal penalty against the directors and it's going to go on and on and on because... You can run, but you can't hide. Mm-hmm. And this is the first time <coughs> I think we've actually had a serious win in the federal court because basically we're doing what we do and because we try and speed it up a bit, our activity is criminal. What are we actually doing? We're trying to sort out criminal behaviour on the part of bosses and yet we're the ones that cop it. Why? Because we're not prepared to wait five years. That's it. That's what it's about. We want the money that is owed paid. So we are criminals because we want to speed up the process. We don't want to accept that people can go into liquidation and into uh, bankruptcy and avoid payment. But we want it fixed now well, br- um, because people need their money now. Well, that's it. They've done the work, Warren. You know, the brothers and sisters out there, they uh, they slog away. You know, they sell their labour for a price and the, the least they can do is get paid for it. Just imagine if – and we really know how much of this goes on out there and actually there's a bit of a process getting them into court and all that. So, you know, if we could get a bit more – if this whole process could be improved, there'd be a lot more money out there going back to, 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 to workers' entitlements and all the rest of it. These bank people, the way they phoenix it, companies, I mean, it's an absolute disgrace, really. It's exactly right. And uh, so the people uh, associated with asbestos removalists, Proprietary Limited, are not avoiding their obligations. And uh, as long as there is a union around, we will continue to pursue them. But let's be, let's be brutally honest. 
the whole of the master builders, the ABCC, the Morrison government, all the legislation they're trying to, to introduce is all aimed at one thing, preventing the union doing what it is paid to do by its members, and that's to make sure they get paid. And they get paid on time and in full. But why would the facts get in the way of a good story ah, in it. the pages of the media, on television, etc.? Righto, scallywags. Just before we do, a quick plug to Thomas Mayer on his book, Finding of the Heart of the Nation, from the National Office. He's brought out a book and uh, just a bit, of, a bit of history there. So it's available at Trades All. Scallywags, who are we going for? Well... <clears throat> I'm going to nominate Rebecca Casson oh, from the it. MBA because on Friday she had front page of The Age attacking building and construction workers on the Westgate for getting too much money. Now, let's, let's be honest, Rebecca. How much time have you spent in the building and construction industry prior to getting your job as the CEO of MBA? I'd like to know what she's on, Warren. Well, correct. Mm. And I bet she does a lot less hours, a oh, lot yeah. easier than people working on the Westgate. Yep. Because let's be brutally frank, the Westgate has a high side allowance. Having gone through a process in accordance with the certified agreement, we went through a process and we established a high side allowance. The job is worth over $6 billion. It involves every type of construction that you can imagine under the most difficult circumstances, facing endless bloody uh, exposure to uh, various carcinogenics, heavy metals, etc., PFAS, the whole bloody lot. All this stuff is what you get compensated for, the disabilities on the job. Okay, it's high. But what are the people on? Their base rate is no different from what the base rate is on a high-rise building, a school in the suburbs, whatever. We have not got anything more than EBA rates. And we have a high side allowance, but it's a big job. It's the second biggest job in Victoria. So it must have been a slow news day on Friday. So it must have been a slow news day to slag off the CFMEU for doing the business for its members. If it's not that, it's going to be the traffic controllers next. A state plaster in Asia Pacific. We're going to nominate yeah. them. Oh, 100%. Who else yeah. we got? Delamay. Oh, Delamay. Oh, yeah. Red hot. Can we Red get hot. them near the top? I'll tell you what, every week there's a story on Delamay. Yeah. And... Uh, well, I've got a couple in the uh, precast sector. One is uh, Della Precast. Haven't paid any of their compliances for three months. Oh. So now the bloke's insurances are at risk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, Humes at Laverton, they uh, agreed they need to negotiate with the unions representing their members, and that includes our members. But what are they doing? They now use lawyers as their safety officers. So, again... Same old story. You've got a problem here. What are they going to do? They're going to tie us up with legal bullshit rather than deal with an issue. I'm sure that people don't expect that every single matter, whether it's a matter of life and death in terms of health and safety or it's wages or whatever, is going to be dealt with by lawyers. This is bullshit. Mm. And because I like Westgate so much and... 
Our good friend Rebecca's raised the matter. I want to nominate Will Smith, who's the project director out at the Westgate Tunnel. Because, Will, mate, you might come from Great Britain, but it ain't as great as it used to be. Well, cheerio to William. <laughs> and, mate, if you reckon... I reckon they've got a Brexit deal, but I'm not sure. Well, he's got a Brexit. He's got a, he's, he's, he's got a break it deal. His deal is, if you're a subby on the Westgate, you're going to pay for any overruns. Oh. You didn't quote the job right. All the problems that you've ignored out there for so long. People who have actually experienced disruption in a number of areas and got moved out of their houses and put into motels while certain works were taking place. All that sort of stuff was happening with other jobs. It ain't happening with Westgate. Well, you stuffed up. Pay up. Right, who Who's are we going winner? with? Oh, Rebecca, for sure. Rebecca, Rebecca. Rebecca. She wouldn't know which end of a hammer to hold. Re- Rebecca. What's the second Casson. Casson. Shame. Yeah, came out of uh, pr- tourist promotion in uh, Geelong. What's, oh, it, what's her title now? CEO of NBA. And, of course, Campo is going to be Suki Lala in anticipation. A cheerio to Campo. Righto. We're going to go out with a little track, uh, which... Oh, we're going to go in the same old way. Dare to struggle. <laughs> Dare to win. win. If you don't fight, you, you lose. lose. We're going to go up the track. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Reed. Hey, Bowman, can't you hear me? You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.